delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangsta Rap. Let's go. Gangsta Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangsta Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hills and Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Facts, the hottest podcast in the streets. Visit the new website today, www.bigfactspod.com. Live for First Class Sounds, you know who it is, DJ Scream. Big Bang is here, Baby Jade is here. It's time for another episode of Big Facts, and today we will be having a conversation. You know we have conversations, you know, with hustlers from all different walks of life. If you're a hustler, we respect that. And today we are (laughs) very, 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 very happy to have Ed Davis, CEO and founder of Check. Make sports in the building on Big oh, Facts. Hey, hey, no, and, and, he, right. and, and he is also the son of the legendary Big Duke from Boys in the Hood, right? Yes, sir. He said, "I'm his firstborn, man." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastside resider. When you started, your, uh, when you started your company. Uh, so we launched Checkmate Sports in 2019. Got into the industry about 2016, working with other agents, interning, trying to you know find my way in, and then eventually learn the game. I said, you know what, I'm just gonna go ahead and start Checkmate. So we launched in 2019, and been up and running ever since. And what made you decide to go that route? Because the average, so the 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 average the average young black man wants to play sports and rap. Let's right. just keep it yeah. real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what made you decide, man? I want to go be an agent and help niggas not fuck their money up, kind of guide them along the right path and all that shit. Man, that's a good question. Honestly, seeing my dad in the music industry, you know, mm. he started out with Suave House, Social mm-hmm. Death, and all that. Mm-hmm. And just seeing him, basically, he was giving me the game at such a young age, like, man, this music industry ain't what you think it is. Mm. And so instead of it turning me on and trying to get into it, I was like, all right, Pops, well, you did this. You know, you giving me the game. I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to go this way. So he used to tell you some of the bullshit that go on in the yeah, industry? Yeah, from day one. Yeah. <laughs> from, like, what's some of the day- things? What's some of the things he kind of told you? Like, <laughs> Some stuff I ain't even going to say. You know yeah, saying, but yeah. it's some stuff, you know, that a lot of a lot of stuff going, you know, casting couches and crazy type of stuff to get into the industry. Mm. And it was something that I wasn't, you know, just morally, just it just wasn't aligned with that. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Um Either I was going to try to be a producer, a DJ, or something like that, mm-hmm. but I just didn't have the skill set for it. But I played ball. I was a quarterback. I was really good at that. I said, you know what? This my lane. So I've been rocking with that ever since. Mm. Yeah, no, nah, that's how it go. You ain't force it. Nah, nah. Like, you ain't trying to force right. something that you ain't feel. Right. Nah, right. That's real. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, athletes you got signed to. So right now we got about five. Uh, we got two guys that went into the league. Uh, Travis Reed from South Alabama. We got him to the Colts. And uh, Christian Angelo from Hampton University. He ended up going to the New York Giants. And uh, the cool thing about that is we did that in the heart of the pandemic. Yeah. So we launched Checkmate Sports in 2019. And it was crazy because our first draft class ended up going into the draft in 2020. <laughs> But we all know what happened in 2020 with COVID. Mm-hmm. So our first right. year, we coming out the gate trying to make a name for ourselves. We put about 20, 30K into these guys training. And then comes for, you know, when it gets ready for them to go to pro day in March 2020, they shut everything down. So when you put the 20 or 30,000 into their training and, you know what I'm saying, all of that stuff, how do you guarantee that you recoup? There is no guarantee. That's the scary part. It's like, like investing yeah. into a rapper. Shit. Yeah. Ain't no guarantee. Yeah. You, you breaking artists. You breaking athletes. Yeah. No that's what we doing. That's yeah. the, that's the crazy part about it. How hard is it to be black owned in this shit though? Like, man, it's 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 difficult. Uh, any, I think in any in any industry when you black, um, especially when you going into industries where we're not known. You know, like if you start a record label, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? We done seen Birdman. We see people who did it. But when you get into the sports world and that good old boy network, it's a little difficult. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I had to to launch Checkmate Sports because I was interning for other agents trying to get in. But they were always little brother me. You know what I'm saying? They would just make me do a little, you know, BS work, Microsoft sales, stuff like that. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to stack my bread up. And then, you know, we took off with Checkmate. For sure. With your staff, your staff, your whole staff black or you got? Yeah, I used to have an Hispanic guy, um, but he ended up uh, starting his little agency and stuff like that. We put him on, but right now we're just all black on. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what's your how you like? How, what is your approach to keep athletes like on the proper path to get to that level of that draft? Because keeping it real, we don't have athletes here that, that keep it real. Like uh-huh. I smoke, I drink lean, I do this, I do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But you obviously know now this is your investment. You don't put money into them. It's a little different than a rapper. Like oh, you got to keep man. them healthy. Yeah, you know what right. I'm saying. Like, it's, what's some of the shit you do to keep them niggas straight and narrow? And another thing that could fuck these athletes up too is the women. Most definitely, you know what I'm saying. Most like, definitely. someone can have vices with women, be going too crazy. They don't practice. They ain't focused. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And that can fuck it up. So how you keep them? How you keep them focused? On the outside looking in, when you are a fan or when you just watch the game as a novice, you you know you wonder why certain players stay in the league longer than others. Mm. And then when you start to get in an agent or in the industry where you're investing in these players, you start to respect guys like Larry Fitzgerald and Jerry Rice and mm. guys who got the talent and stay out of trouble. Mm. But to be honest, most of these guys, man, they. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, they got the egos A lot of them are divas And stuff like that But that's why they need <laughs> what they, they divas Dima. man What and they be I, doing bro Man I had a guy I got him to the league And I ain't gonna say his name But it was crazy Because I got him to the league After all the pandemic stuff It was crazy mm-hmm. He well, called it gotta me. be one of the two people You just I'm, named right. But we'll so, fall back Yeah yeah But you know <laughs> It ain't hey, 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 it is one of the two people So I ain't gonna say <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But he get him to the league Right He called me 4am I'm thinking he got arrested Something crazy gonna happen I pick up the phone Like what's going on I feel like Jerry Maguire So I'm like Here it goes mm. He's like man I wanna come home I said For what? What happened? He's just like, man, I, I um, I walked in the in the in the uh in the team room and I seen the depth chart and I was like, okay, what happened? Man, they had me last on the on the depth chart. <laughs> I said, okay, then what happened? Right. Nothing. That's it. I'm I'm last. I'm like, I meaning you not you probably not gonna play, bro, dude. You, you was unranked, undrafted. You you just you <laughs> be happy you there. You, you know get, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You get your money. You there. You get your money. And so yeah. we had, it was like 5 a.m. I had to call his mom, his dad. We sitting on the phone. We just having a whole little 
uh, we trying to keep them from uh, jumping off the cliff. So that right there was my first little thing. Like, man, these guys that that uh, mentally, their egos and stuff like that, like they need a team around them because it's a lot of pressure on them. You know, they been hit in the head yet? They all get hit in the head. You know, that's just a part of the football. What the fuck kind of question was that? I think she's talking about the CTE or something. Yeah, like, like that. Yeah, you yeah. think that was? Nah, like, I don't think that's had it. anything to do with it. Nah, nah. I mean, he was a rookie, so he ain't been in the league that long. But it's just the, the you know the nerves and stuff like that. That's all. Yeah, he been hit in the head. It's football. Everybody getting hit in the motherfucking head. Right. Hey, so what kind of D? What else kind of D was shit you be seeing in this shit? Man, you believe it or not, man. Um, a lot of times the athletes get a bad a bad rap, but it's the people around them. You know, when you get into the industry, you start realizing that it be the handlers, the middleman, the, the mom, the dad, the the cousins who more Hollywood than the actual athlete. Mm. You know, so that's the stuff that you have to deal with as an agent. You know, if you're trying to talk to a player, they may be locked in on football, they locked in on basketball, whatever. But mm. then you have to go. Uh, he'll say, "Okay, talk to my uncle, talk to my dad, talk to my." You know, so now you gotta go talk to the dad who's talking to three other agents. Mm-hmm. You know, who may promise them a job, promise them you know X mm-hmm. amount. So it's a lot of stuff similar to the music industry. It's the, it's the same thing. It's just instead of they rapping, they throwing the football, catching it. It's funny. It's one of these guys I was recruiting. And I actually drove up to his house. You know, I went in and I went into the house. Uh, buddy put me on to him. I walk in the house. They had $20,000 in ones on the table. So I'm looking around. I'm thinking like, okay, this is set up. I'm like, what the, what's going on? Come to find out uh, his dad owned a, can't say what it is because people link it, but he owns a business where he need a lot of ones. You get it? So they up there cash, you know, counting money on the mm-hmm. table, stuff like that. So I'm like, okay. Okay. I ain't gonna say, but I'm just I look, I'm like, okay, you know, that's what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like I see what already where this conversation going ahead. Mm-hmm. So I do my little pitch, you know, and then at the end, they looking at me and they like, okay, so uh, you know, I I feel it. I'm like, what what's up? What y'all got to say? Let's let's say it. Mm-hmm. And they was like, um, you know, what you gonna you gonna put some money up or something? I'm like, so then I sit back in the chair, I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be one of these conversations. What you ain't talking? So you yeah, gotta give like, a nigga some money. Though. I mean, that's cool, but I just it has to. Let me say that's cool. It's <laughs> that's <laughs> I understand that that's part of the game, but a lot of times people, you know, be throwing out astronomical numbers. So what? So hold on, let me let me see this. So what's the agent job to do when I come to you? How am I selling myself to you? Like if you come, if I was if I was a prospect right now, what would you come tell me and my family? If you was a prospect, first of all, we're going to make sure that you're going to be the, the focal point of our you know agency. A lot of times players go to the agencies that have 100 clients. But what I'm saying, I'm but already that. I'm already that. I'm already him. I'm already that nigga. What you going to tell me to make me feel right? Basically, what I'm going to do is just show them that we're going to work for them, fight for them, and have their best interest at heart. You know, we took two guys that were under the radar and that was unranked. You know, Travis and Christian from HBCUs. So imagine what we could do for a player like you from Georgia. Alabama, USC, things like that. So we're gonna make sure that we you're get not you into what the I'm league. Saying, I get what you're saying. Uh-huh. I'm saying is, I'm already that nigga coming out of high school. Like I know I, I'm finna be the shit. He's Zion. But you trying to sign uh, he's me? Zion Williams. What are you telling me? You telling me some shit that I'm already go- that's already gonna happen? And he probably hearing it. Let's just keep it real. He probably hearing it, even though you're the black agent. He at his, at his heart, he want to fuck with you, but he hearing it from the white agents. He's hearing yeah, the same like what thing. you gonna say special? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the end of the day, it ain't nothing special to say. It's just building that relationship. Everybody gonna say the same thing, but who you rock with? You know who gonna be there? 
Yeah, that's that's what it is. At the end of the day, we all got the same money. We all gonna pay for the same training. We all pass the same exams. We all can do negotiate the same contracts. It's just who do you like? Who do you relate? With? I guess it's like. But I'm over here. This white like boy over here telling me he finna give me goddamn two three hundred thousand, and he already got goddamn. They can't do that though. Yeah, what you mean they can't do that? Yeah, they can't so do that. So what you mean? Oh, so when they ask you for money, that's illegal. That's why I be like, you know, we got to sit back and stuff like that. But I mean, it's illegal. But then there's ways that people maneuver around. I've been seeing nigga paying these young niggas forever though. Come out high school. Go ahead, Jay. Ask your question, Jay. Go ahead, go ahead, Jay. Ask your question. I don't know about that, bro. What you finna say, bro? I already asked it. He answered it. I guess. It's like it's like choosing. It's like not doing that. It's like nah, you better not. It's like choose. It's like choosing a lawyer. Like it's the lawyer that you trust, or the manager that you yeah. trust, or whatever. Also, oh, it's just is. a nigga just to go represent you like a manager. That's what the sports mm-hmm. agent is. Except are. they we put a little bit for, into you because right. they got to get you trained and shit. You see so what, what about the niggas like? We you know how you see a nigga in the hood like be fuck with all these athletes coming up and got there make sure they go to school. They the middleman. Oh, they the nigga that bring it to the agent. They get paid too. They like an A and R or something. They go find the town, then they go take it to the agent, or they go take it to whoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So they get paid too. You know what I'm saying? On yeah. on the back end. Oh, they split. It's percentage. like a finder's fee or some shit, yeah, right? Yeah. On on the back end, if that player blows. But up. I heard niggas say like they split the percentage with the agent. Like I think it's like four percent they give you, or five percent. A lot of that stuff is is really. They're not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean. How the hell am I supposed to get in if I've been taking, taking care of this young nigga? Because you can't do I'm it as an agent. I'm not saying Me, that. I'm, I'm running around this nigga. in the gray area. I'm he telling said you, that. yeah, a lot of that stuff that they're doing is, is is under the table. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's it ain't supposed to be like that. So this is the fucked up thing that they've been saying about college athletes, right? That's why they just passed the is an NIL. NIL. NIL you get shit. money now, right? Yeah. Now they can but get now some the money. Game gonna change. But before they just wanted them niggas to starve. Right. And that's where everybody been kind of protesting the NCAA and all that shit because it's like you can't do nothing, you can't do that, you can't get no money here. You can All you can do is play football and go to go to class. Exactly. Which don't make sense because a lot of these niggas coming from nothing. And they family at home fucked up, and you telling me I can't get no money. So, so why you know a nigga gonna do some illegal shit? Exactly, yeah. I got to. You gotta take exactly. some type of risk. I got exactly. to. Like shit, damn nigga, oh, nigga, this shit ain't guaranteed. Exactly. The one thing about that ball, this shit ain't guaranteed. Yeah. Nah. One thing can go wrong. You take one hit. You know what I'm saying? And the crazy part is the universities, the coaches, everybody else making millions of dollars, but the players, the athletes, they not. They always get the short end. So of what's the time. Like, what's like marketing for uh for like a. A sports agent. So the best way I can explain it is I feel like athletes are now the new influencers. So you know how you got Jake Paul and these guys making millions of dollars, but now they're trying to get into boxing. Mm-hmm. But now you got guys like, uh, you know, just think of uh, Reggie Bush when he was coming right, out. Right. Zion, these guys were mega stars, yeah. but they wasn't able to capitalize off of it. But now if you got four or five million followers, you can hook, hook up with a su- uh, supplement company. You can hook up with uh, up and coming Nike or something like that and promote it to your brand, you know, to your social media. And now you get paid. And that's going to change the landscape for ages because now if you are a big firm and you just say, hey, so-and-so, I'm going to throw you $100,000. If you a freshman been making, you know, two, three million a year, that 100000 don't mean nothing. Yeah, you know, man. so now it's not it's no longer about who got the bigger bag. It's really about the right thing. Who do you relate to? Who do you trust? And who do you feel, you know, got your best interest? 
So that's why, you know, I'm really excited and I'm more so focused now on the college athletes because it gives you a step ahead. Because a lot of these agents don't know who the best players are. They just wait to see who ESPN say, oh, he's the number one player. Mm -hmm. And then they go throw bags. So they ain't going to get them niggas out the mud. They don't know. They, they don't know the real talent until everybody else know it. Yeah. So for agents like me and people who really know the game, yeah. you know, you be knowing these guys ninth, 10th grade year. Yeah. You know, build that relationship with them. And then when they become superstars, you already got them. You already locked mm -hmm. in. You already got them. So what you, what, you, what you do is something that happens. So sometimes a rapper might be signed to a, a, a CEO. One, two, three records Or whatever the case is Right mm -hmm. And then I don't know Their eyes might get big And somebody might get in their ear And they'll be like Man, I don't want to be with you no more I want to be with them You know what I'm saying <laughs> Y'all crazy Out the top Out the daily on top That's how y'all do it Yeah, that be doing on the commercial Hey, there you go Salute I get drink Salute I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
So how, how would you deal with an athlete that you went and got out the mud, put the money into him, training him, all that shit, and somebody got his ear and be like, bro, I don't want to be with you no more. I want to go be with the mother folks. I think the first thing you got to do is you can't take it personal because mm. that's just part of the business. And you treat it just like a relationship with your significant other. It's always going to be somebody trying to get at them. But if you're doing your job, doing right by them, all you can do is just trust and hope that, you know, They'll do the right they thing. They do the right thing. Mm-hmm. But do people get in their ear? Most definitely. But that's why you got to have certain things in place where if I put X amount of dollars in you and you go somewhere else, mm-hmm. I need to get that back. Mm-hmm. So that's how it go. Okay. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. So what's some of the other shit that, that you thought about getting into other than sports or some other business or some other shit you got going on? Man, so the cool thing about what I did was it was so hard for me to get into the industry. And I noticed, you know, it was difficult. And I thought it was like just being a black guy entering into the industry. Mm. I said, man, it's, you know, the good old boy network. But come to find out, it was a lot of agents that looked like me that wasn't helping me out get yeah. into it. Those were the guys. So was it wasn't with. just the Caucasian people. No, nah, it's not a color. It niggas hate. It's an inside, outside thing. It's the people on the inside. They like being on the inside. They didn't want to keep you. They don't want to keep us in there. So, oh. I mean, you know, and the cool, you know, crazy thing is my, um, my principal from high school, he was actually an agent. You know, I reached out to him a couple of times, tried to intern with him, never gave me an opportunity. So I kind of took that to, to heart. I was like, well, you know what? When I have my breakthrough, I'm going to do something where we can help People, not just like me, just people who just want to get in, have an opportunity. So uh, what we did was we actually launched the uh, Checkmate Sports Agent Masterclass in January. And uh, since oh. January, we've helped over 70 people, you know, become sports agents. And the cool thing about it is they do it without having to go to law school. Mm-hmm. So you don't have so to take. So your, are your classes able to certify them yeah. to do what they need to do? Yeah. And then so cool you can thing. certify an agent. Like you can, they can go through your shit and become yeah. a license. Oh, and get hard. actual credentials. Yeah. That's so hard. the cool thing about it is because I actually heard about Neil. Um, last year during the summertime, another agent I was talking to, he was like, man, you know, Neil's finna come out. I think that's going to change the game. And I'm always one of those people who try to see, you know, stuff before it happens. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing my research and I said, man, this is, this is a game changer. We don't have to invest in these, you know, these athletes no more going to the league. We can get them in freshman, sophomore year for, for nothing, just building that relationship and then do right by them and then ride that wave. Yeah. So I ended up writing the book, the NIL Gold Rush back in November. Okay. And then we launched the company, um, the program in January. And since then, I mean, it's been amazing. That's dope. So, so your principal was holding nut. Man, yeah, man. Yeah, I hope you see it too, man. Yeah, that nigga's supposed to be the nigga trying to push you yeah, forward and yeah, shit. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It was rough, man. It was nigga holding nut. Yeah, it was, it was crazy because um, I noticed that a lot of these other agents, you know, the big time agents that we all hear about, it's not because they were, you know, some smart guy, some something like that. It's just somebody looked out for them. Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. brought them in. And I noticed a lot of people in other communities, they were bringing me, oh, you so-and-so nephew. Come on. You know what I'm saying? But for us, I'm like, oh, yo, you look like me. Let's. That was like, they kind of push you away because they like being the only one in there. So I was like, mm, okay, well, you know, we're gonna flip the script, and uh, that's what we've been doing. For sure. So let me ask you this: So when you were in high school, mm-hmm. did you? Is this something that you wanted to do, or is this something that you just kind of like figured would be the best way for you to kind of? Get out of what you were doing. Actually, were I'm, you interested in sports and shit? When you yeah, of course. I played. I played uh, football. I was a high school quarterback, so I wanted okay. to go to the league. Of course, like everybody. And then I and came out. I came out with uh, Cam Newton and Russell Wilson. And I was. So why like, you ain't go? 
Because Cam Newton 6'5 and Russell Wilson throw it down the field. I was thinking, oh, they was better. Okay, yeah, he's saying they was better than me. They were way better than me. I had to like, oh, maybe this ain't going to work. Yeah. So yeah. I had to pivot, and I was like, it was either between being a coach and being an agent. And then I just like the lifestyle. I like the control of my income of an agent. And I like being an advocate and being able to fight for these players. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go the agent route. And that's what happened. So how, many, how long you had to do, uh, you had to take a class to go to school for this year? Yeah. So originally, the the way that we've all known to become an agent is you either have to go to law school or you have to get your master's. So I ended up going to Virginia State for my undergrad, went to Georgia State, got my master's, and then took the certification exam for the NFL and did it that way. How long that took? Man, I actually took the exam in 2018. Right? It's 60 questions. Um, it was 42 to pass. I got 47. Right. And this is how the NFL act. Right. After we took the exam, they said, you know what? Too many people passed the exam. So we're going to move the score from a 42 to a 48. So, so I you got, only have 47. So I only, yeah. So I get it in the mail. I see you made 47 out of 60. I'm like, yes, I, I passed. I'm, that's good. And then they said, but we ended up because they said it's a scaled exam. They said so and so many people passed it. So we moved it to a 48. I said, wow. So what you had to do? So the crazy thing is you only get taken once a year. Mm -hmm. So I had to wait an entire year, mm -hmm. study all over again, lock in, you know, lock in. Because that test ain't easy. And I uh, ended up passing it the following year. I don't year. think it's cheap either. Nah, it's 2500 There you go. 2500 to take the exam. Yep. And, uh, but the cool thing is now with the new law that passed, now you don't have to do that anymore. Oh, so you can't take it without your master? No. Well, you now, gotta have your message. Just regular yeah, yeah, can't yeah, go yeah. take that exam. Exactly, but now you can. Now you don't have to do that anymore. Now you don't have to go to law school. You don't have to have your master's. But the industry don't want you to know that because, of course, they want to keep making all the money. Mm -hmm. So with the new law that passed in July first, that allows student athletes to get paid. Now all you have to do is go through a certification program like what we offer, and you can become an agent in thirty days. That's mm. That's so this is something that the big facts fan like our listeners and people would ask some questions like this right okay what kind of money do an agent make man what kind of money is really in this shit so high end and idea, low end high end uh, everybody knows Rich Paul right yeah Jay-Z LeBron yeah. so last year according to Forbes he made 45 million Okay. And he was like number ranked number nine. Now Scott Boris is he was ranked number nine agent. Yeah, ranked number nine. I think it was eight or nine for the top ten highest paid agents for 2020. Oh wow! So okay. in the calendar year in the pandemic, he made 45 million. Now Scott Boris is number one. They ranked him. I think he you made do soccer players and shit. No baseball. Baseball, baseball. Yeah, he got all the baseball players. Mm -hmm. So he did 160 million. Mm. And then second was the soccer guy. He ended up doing like 110 million. Mm. So the thing about being an agent, it's a bunch of BS to get to the other side. Mm. But once you get in that top 10, it's crazy because you think about it. Scott Boris made 160 million. LeBron made 80. Floyd made like 100. Messi made like 100. Oh, because so he got multiple. Biggest agents are making, making more money, money than the, the, the players. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of money. That's dope. Mm. Yeah. So, but I'm saying on the ground level, like just getting into it, like the ground level is just like anything: music, uh, Wall Street, the top twenty percent of the ones who making all the money. Mm. Everybody else, pretty much, you could. But I mean, when I say making all the money, making the millions, you know, the mm. eight nine figures. Now you can get in and you can make you know a hundred thousand here and there. Mm. Um, but it, 
you don't become an agent to make six figures. You right. know, I made six figures before I became an agent. You become an agent to make millions. Right. You know, like right. big money. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So that's what you're doing. If you're doing it for a hundred thousand, you can go do wholesale real estate, some stuff like that mm. to get that. But for this, this is strictly five, ten, twenty, hundred million. Mm. That's so when you're doing. when you're scouting like your prospective clients and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, what do you do? To kind of, for lack of a better way to put it, reel them in and maintain that relationship all the way up until it's time for them to actually get signed. So when it just depends on how you come in. If you coming in with a bag, if you got, uh, you know, so so and so behind you, put about two three million. You can go in and do pretty much what you want to do. But most people coming in, how I came in with, you know, crumbs compared to them. You got to find the diamonds in the rough. So you got to really know the talent. So that's why we went after the guys we went after our first year because we knew that the bigger agents wasn't going to be on them. So we had to go find those guys, build that relationship, and then you know hopefully it blossomed into the league in the next level. But I mean, like on a personal level, how do you? What do you do to kind of like keep them under your wing so that they don't go with somebody else? You know what I think? I I think or um, keep them loyal to you. I think the best thing you do is just be a professional. You know, Mm -hmm. sometimes agents or people who want to get in the industry, they want to be the friend. They want to be the buddy. They got enough friends. They got enough buddies. They need somebody that they can trust when shit hit the fan. They want to make sure that, okay, my agent know what he's doing. My agent going to stand on the table for me. He going to protect me. So as long as you being a professional, doing right by them, not lying, you know, being up front with them, I think that's the way to the best practice. I mean, everybody has what works for them, but I think that is the best way to maintain that relationship. Because if you go in trying to be a friend, then your client going to turn into a diva. And now they're going to start calling you at, you know, Making, you know, just treating you like a, a, a servant, you know, and you don't want to mm-hmm. be that. You want it to be mutual respect amongst you and your clients. So what you do when you see that now, okay, I can see he got a little bit of that shit in him. He going to go straight. What I don't do? do it. I don't deal with it. My first first couple of years, I dealt with it, you know what I'm saying, just trying to break my name. But now that I got my name, I don't deal with it because the money, ain't it ain't worth it. You know, it's just, man, the worst thing that having no client is a bad client. I tell people that all the time because... They're going to call you. They're going to blow your phone up, and then they're not going to do the right thing. The worst thing you can do is stand on the table for a player, you know, put up X amount of dollars, call a team, fight for it, and get a workout, and then he get there, and then he got a, he got an attitude problem or he doing the wrong thing. Because then what's going to happen now is those teams going to be like, who whose guy is this? Yep. That's Ed guy. So now if I got another guy called, they're going to be like, I don't know. So that's why you don't want to attach your name to, you know, players like that and the league is different from the music industry you know the the league is real if you don't act right <laughs> they're gonna get you up out of there you know yeah. what i'm saying so um i, I realized that I, I take the same approach they they take they're not gonna invest in a player 20 30 million so why should i invest in my player you know into a player if they're not acting right right should should, should athletes beware of the flashy agent because some agents some agents go get a lot of shit jewelry watches cars and all that shit to kind of reel them in but they really don't be knowing the business i don't heard that too you know what that that's what everybody say but i, I had that motto do what winners do and i hate to say that but that's what people like you know people mm-hmm. like that 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 
flashiness. Do you do you know? it? Uh, I don't do it. I'm dabbling into it a little bit, but it's just not me personally. You know what okay. I'm saying? I just, I'm more of a substance guy over flash. Um, just because, you know, growing up in the music industry, mm. on the inside, I seen everybody mm. who everybody thought had money. The flash. You know what I'm saying? I saw the flash. I, I, I grew up early 90s, so I saw Atlanta. I'm like, yeah, it looked good on TV, and then I'm seeing them coming back, you know, sleeping on somebody's couch. Mm. You know, so I don't really care about the flash. I care about the, the substance. But, you know, some agents, they win with that. But I don't think it's going to last because athletes are no longer going to be broke. You know, so if I come to the table and I've been eating Raymond, you know, eating Raymond noodles for the last four years and then somebody dropped $100,000, that's like, whoa, okay, mm. that's cool. But if, you know, with this name, Image of Lightness, now athletes getting $100,000 for a post. Mm-hmm. So that's like okay, yeah. and a lot of these agents who flashy they cover it up. Mm-hmm. You know they cover up being corny. They cover up not relating to their these. <laughs> like most of these niggas. Yeah, so it's just like that. It's like all right, I can't, I ain't, I ain't got a mouthpiece. I can't relate. So you know what? Take all this money. Take mm-hmm. all this money. And the bad part about that is it's just it's a transaction. It's like if you buy your significant other, if you pay for. She gonna be she gonna be out the first time she hit the fan. But if you got an organic relationship, she gonna be there with you. That's why a lot of times athletes get out the league or they get in a bad spot and they call their agent. Their agent like, dude, I got ninety other clients. Mm. I'm gonna go rock with them. You know, I see you later. Mm. And because it's a transaction, it's like, hey, I put the money up, you do your part. But those agents who in it for the right reason, they gonna be there and they gonna fight for them. Mm. What's some valuable shit your pops taught you, big dude? Just on some life shit outside of sports, man. It could be just some life shit, how to how to move around out here, anything. What's some of the most valuable man, shit? Pops he, told he me a five minute decision can change a life. A big five man. minute decision can change a life. I mean, and you just think about that from from sex to drugs to freaking you know pulling the trigger. You know, it, anything you can do in five minutes it, that could change a whole outlook on life. So when he said that. Um, that was that really stuck with me. A lot of stuff. I remember. I remember when um, the R. Kelly stuff came out back mm-hmm. in the day, mm-hmm. and uh, I was talking to pops I was like, "Pops, um, I don't think he did. He rich." <laughs> and I remember we was driving down Browns Mill. I was going to football practice. He pulled a car over. He looked over. He said, "Hey, man, don't you ever say that, man." <laughs> and I ain't realized it at the time. You get what I'm saying? But he was just like, "You can never put anything past people because of money." And I was just, you know, and it stuck with me. And he always, a lot of stuff that he said back then, it didn't hit me until I got older. Mm-hmm. And I just started realizing, like, man, he really he really put me up on game. And, uh, you know, I shout out to Pops. And shout out yeah, to my shout mom, out to too. Duke. Shout out to my mom. Cause shout she out just, to your mama. She just, uh, her cancer went into remission. Yeah. Um, like, so bless, I'm, bless I'm really, I'm really happy about that because that came out of nowhere. And uh, she beat that. So she's, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, 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 shout out to her because that was a. Uh, sure. Dope to see. Mm-hmm. And you from the east side? Yeah, Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain. Yep, born and raised. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I just yep. want to throw out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Stone side. Mountain. We on the upcome, man. A lot, you know, back in the day it used to be the cater. You know, now everybody, yeah. all the movers and shakers coming out of Stone Mountain. So, so that's when? The, well, yeah, <laughs> break that Ooh. down now. Uh, so, <laughs> what's, the, what's the most iconic song in the last 10, 15 years? Come on. Please don't say swag surf. Yeah. 
It is, though. It is. It is, though. It is. That shit arena. That's it. It is. No offense to the swag serving people. Shut that's FYI. my people, yeah. but yeah. FLY, but. That shit big. That is yeah. the biggest. That shit no, I'm not saying. He's saying that shit like. No, He's saying that shit like. Swag surfing is No, he's saying that shit like some life changing niggas that came from Stone Mountain. I can name. 30 niggas that came from the West Side that didn't change we the didn't world. We didn't bring the West Side. Oh, we talking about the West Side. Are, 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 are they relevant right uh, now? That shit, that, we weren't even talking about uh, that. Who, who you talking about, though? I'm talking about plenty of people. We got hey, the man, West Side. We ain't going to even start that. We ain't going to start that. This is the East Side. This is the Stone Mountain. Shouts to the whole ATL and all the surrounding areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shout out to everybody. But I am curious of who some of these Stone Mountain. Okay. I am curious. I'm just curious. I'm not knocking them. So last time I checked, Swiss Beats was from Stone Mountain. Is that La Donia? Yeah, he coming from New York. I mean, I'm just telling you. I'm saying, hey. Child's Gambino. Yeah, Stone Mountain. Deep. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. okay. Child's Gambino. Yeah, yeah. Child's Gambino. Okay. Yeah. Well, really, one and a half. Okay. Again, because okay. this nigga claims New York. Come nah, on. Nah, he's, nah, he he got, we got goddamn swag surfing. Mm-hmm. And Chad Gavino. Chad Gavino. Who else? Let's take Swiss out there. Oh, so we're not yeah, taking Swiss out. Swiss from New York, man. Yeah, Swiss says he's yeah. from New York. He don't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, we got Meezy. Meezy running the city right big now. Big facts. Shout out to Meezy. Big facts. Oh, big facts. He calls him a nigga name. Yeah. 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 So, big facts. We got him. And, um, and, um, and, um, I mean, I'm just thinking about, like, a lot of. Nah, that's enough. Yeah, that's enough. 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 Who put Which on Marshawn? Marshawn Brooks. He ended up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Drew end up going to the Look Lakers. Look at Jay Fay. They got, turned up. You got me running the sport industry. Big mouth shit. So, yeah, Stone Mountain. Oh yeah, Pretty Boy Tank. Pretty. Oh yeah, Pretty Boy Tank. Yeah, so Stone Mountain. You know, turn up. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's hear it for the boys from Stone Mountain. Nah, salute Stone Mountain. My whole shit started at the H room right there on Memorial, so I always got to salute Stone. Definitely. That boy Stone Mountain scream. I just said my whole shit. I ain't say Stone Mountain scream. He's DJ Scream. Body by Ted too. He running the fitness world. Facts. Oh yeah, I fuck with Ted. Facts. I fuck with Ted. Stone Mountain. It sounds like East Side. (laughs) Nah, it sounds like if y'all want me to start naming, we can go all day with East Side. So we ain't even got to talk about that. We can go all day, bro. We love the. What we doing? What's next, screen? What we doing? (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Moving on. So, what what the future look like for you? Man, the future's bright. Um, honestly. When I first got to the industry, I felt like it was a race to a bo- race to the bottom because if you'd have had a bag, you wasn't going to beat these big agents. You know what I'm saying? You can go in there trying to be cool and all that, but they was coming in with a crazy check and <laughs> money talk. But yeah. now with this new this new Neil, it changed the game. The landscape is it's a, it's a blue ocean, and I feel like it's the wild wild west right now. So as far as our company and Checkmate Sports, we're getting into the space of more representing. Um, 
athletes, professional and student athletes on the marketing side and educating people so that they can do it. Because it's a lot of moms, it's a lot of dads who got sons and daughters who may not be Reggie Bush, but mm. they can make money. And mm. that's big because everybody's not going to make it to the NFL. Everybody's not going to make it to MLB. They're not going to make it to, you know, the NBA. Do you tell your clients that day one? Like, bro, you might not make it to the NFL. Because any rapper I've ever fucked with, I'll tell them, like, you might not make it, bro. The first thing, if you want me to fuck with you, you need to know that you might not make it, bro. I tell them because at that point, I feel like they're going to make it. You might not stay. Mm. You might not stay. That's what we pretty much, because I really don't try to go after guys that ain't going to make it. Mm. But <laughs> the guy, I feel like if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you may not stay. Mm. So I, f I feel like as far as for our company with this Neil, we can help guys. And that's powerful because now you can make generational wealth at the college level, you know, so you don't have to make it to. Because think about Tebow. Think about um, think about uh, what's his name? Uh, the Heisman, Johnny, Johnny football. Oh, man, man, yeah, yeah. these dudes were. Money, had a cold following yeah. and ain't make it in the league but if you can cash in you know five ten million in college mm -hmm. or in high school because now high school athletes can get paid yeah mm -hmm. that's yeah. when they got started letting the young get that money early yeah. and that could change the whole landscape but, that, but, 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 but i think the fear of that is when they're that young and get that type of money that early and i want them to i want them to cash out they probably ain't gonna be able to stay focused. But get what? Stay focused on what? Nigga might get focused on some more shit though. Right? Might for nigga sure. Nigga might get focused on some more no, shit. No, 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 I'm just saying a young person. I'm not even saying a young. Just say means you go to college. You if go. We to were 17 years old and we all had five million dollars. All four of us, different five million dollars. Everybody would have a different situation right. with that five. And million. that's right. why they need yeah. agents. Yeah. True. That's why. That's why you here. That's why we want to let people. But see, I think if they, I think, I think if you give the niggas the money early. That will prevent them from turning into MC Hammer. Mm -hmm. What? I, I, I like, you know how MC Hammer got all that money? Like, yeah. when he was older and fucked it up, yeah. fucked it all the way up. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you give them the money early and they fuck up a little bit of it while they're still young, they have plenty of time to grow into adults and to understand. I see what you're saying. And mature with the money and understand what they're supposed to do with it as opposed to. Let me break this down. Just, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. What you say? Go ahead, finish. <laughs> what you say? Nah, as a, what moral of the story is? The what? moral of the story is <laughs> if you give a nigga some money while he's young, if he fucks a little bit of it up when you give it to him, then he still has time to mature. Oh, no, what to do with the yeah, money? Yeah, yeah, but if yeah, you yeah. give an old nigga yeah. some money, yeah, yeah. Who he's never gonna had fuck that. it up like yeah, MC yeah, Hammer yeah, did. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he's flat broke with eighty million. Yeah, it could go. It can go both ways. Yeah, yeah. That come down to money management and stuff like that. Yeah, it go both ways. But she's saying, she's saying, when you're young, you still got a shot because your talent's still gonna be there. You still there? You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like it'll do more good than harm. So as young, yeah, get that money. Me too. Yeah, for sure. Because it's gonna help the help you and your family out. You get what I'm saying? Right. It's a lot of times I be going to recruit players. I see players and they mom don't have a a dollar to get something. That's the fucked up part. And that's crazy because you see, you know, their son or daughter. Everybody in the stand got they they jersey on, you know. But mom can't get a hot dog, and the players can't get a job because they got to be at football practice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? So it's all that's changing now. So I, I think the future is bright. It's like a rock in a hard place. Salary though, why they just can't get a salary from the colleges? Because colleges make billions. Because the thing is, they like to control the players. So it's just yeah, but they still motivated to pay them niggas something. I mean, yeah, they feel like they're paying them in scholarships, education, which is get your education, but it's some bullshit. It's like 
I need to. That's why they right, need to start paying these niggas, letting these niggas get their own money. So by the time I'm in school, going through this school shit, getting money, I, I might mean. figure out something else, a business, mm-hmm. before yeah. I even get to that. They don't want you to figure out a business. They want you to be a slave to empower you. To that, they want to control you. Yeah. So you stay here for these two, three, four years, make us a whole bunch of money. We don't get <laughs> salute. Salute. <laughs> salute you stay here for three, four years, and then you might go to the league. Right. But you know how that can go. It is what it is. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh-huh. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So outside of your agency, Mm -hmm. like what type of shit do you like to do in your free time? And do you have like a family? You got kids and shit? Yeah, I actually just got married uh, in 2020, September. uh, To my long time, long time girlfriend. How long y'all was long time? Five years. September what? September. 
September 6th. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I can feel it now. That, that, that question is always I can, feel, I can feel it now. September 6th. Yep, September 6th. So we ended yep. up making it official. Uh, okay. Pandemic taught me a lot. You know, it really, you know, at that time alone in isolation, you know, made you made me realize how important family was. You and got kids? No, not yet. So we okay. planned, we wanted to enjoy a year together. Okay. And then, so, you know, we'll see what happens uh, next year. So what kind of shit do you like to do? Honestly, outside of sports, I'm real big into just um, self-development and just money management. So I'm big into real estate, crypto, um, investing, things like that. So I pretty much do what everybody do as far as... Um, you don't like to travel or nothing? You know what? I worked for Delta for 10 years Dude. and I could fly. I was throwing bags under the plane, baggage handler. And so I've been able to fly since 20. So I'm pretty much flew out from then and then just traveling, guys. I, honestly, I just like being at home. I like relaxing and yeah. <laughs> bills paid. You got I'm, any like any games or anything that you like to play, like board games and shit? You know what, man? I, I sound real boring. <laughs> so I'll play. I'll play. I like to read books, man. I'm real. I said if you yeah. got a day where you want to just get on some bullshit, not extreme bullshit, but if you say, man, the day I'm gonna just be on some bullshit and maybe go to the cheetah and get me some. Oh yeah, so strip drink. club stuff like that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a connoisseur of that. There I you was, go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. At, uh, Let them know. I was at Strokers last night, matter of fact. Okay. So that was cool, and it was it was some more Stone Mountain East Side. Yeah, shit. you know, yeah. I was at Strokers yeah. last night. Strokers and out there, right? and it was yeah. outside yeah. DJ Funk. It was Florida. funny. Yeah. It was funny because when I was walking in, uh, you know, you take your your, your uh, ID out, get a dude your uh, ID or whatever, and he was like, "Hey, I know you." So I'm thinking he know me through my dad or mm. through Funky or Brandon, my brother, who always be over there. He was like, you that sports agent dude, right? I was like, yeah. yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, man. I seen your, um, your class, man. Um, I want to mess with you. Take my number. And so I put my hands up to get it. He was like, man, you good, man. Go on in. I was like, all right. Cool. No keep it on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No keep. You know what? Let me tell everybody to mess them up. <laughs> but uh, he was cool, man. He showed a lot of love, man. And, um, you know, but yeah, I definitely partied in the city. But mm -hmm. I grew up in that DJ Pretty Boy Tank, Travis Porter, you know, uh, Roscoe Dash. So we was at Frequency. Big Eight and all that. Uh, Big Eight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. All that. So I partied, man. I've done Burn everything back. I wanted to do. The thing I want to do now is at third, I said, I want to make real money. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I got yeah. enough experience. I got enough locker room war stories to tell everybody. Oh yeah, I did all this. But now, you know, can I change my family life? Facts. Mm. You know what I'm saying. Can if I have a son, if I have a daughter, can I change their life? Can they can they call me and say, Hey pops, I want this job. Make that call. That's what I'm focused on right now. Yeah. So uh, party and stuff. I feel like that's pre thirty. You know what I'm saying. Cool. Now get a bag. Then go party. You know what I'm saying. If that's what you want to do. But right now we're just focusing on you know. Bad talk. You're also a massive Big Facts fan, too. We salute you for that. Yeah, most definitely. Most Aww. definitely. Most what's definitely. Your, what's your, what's your, what, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. What you about? <laughs> what, what's, what's like two or three of your favorite episodes? Um, I love the the one with uh, Birdman. Birdman you know, is a Birdman classic. is an underrated genius when it comes to that music. You mm. know? Yeah. Uh, I, I like Birdman. Mm. Um, it's funny. I like the guy, the, the pimp guy. Pim and Ken. Oh, yeah. His, his was interesting. His yeah. was, it, it was real a interesting. Lot people, a, lot of, a lot of people, lot of people liked people. him. Yeah, yeah, I liked him. Jay liked him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was choosing. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Right, nah, I, I chose. I got chose Doug. Chosen Pimpin'. Yeah. Um, I also, 
on the business side, I like uh, Aristotle stuff too. Shout out to Aristotle. Yeah, I like his stuff. So yeah, no. You know him personally? No, I don't. I know people. We got to link out together with him, but now I don't know him personally. We got to hook that up. Yeah, do that. Aristotle options. Yeah, he cool. Yeah, and shout out to putting on. He he. Well, he up there. What did he say? He up there. Up here. Yeah, up there. Yeah, up here. Why? <laughs> nah, we appreciate you for coming through, my oh, brother. Yeah, man. I appreciate yeah, y'all yeah, having respect. Man. Absolutely. Nice Check out his nice website and anything. Any final words for the people, man? Some games, some knowledge on how to get some money, how to stay out of bullshit, whatever you want to tell the people. Um, if I leave you guys with anything, I think my life changed when I um became coachable. You know, prior to me becoming, prior to me uh, being 30, mm. I always had minimal success, but I never had that breakthrough where, you know, I could get to seven figures. I always was was stuck, you know what I'm saying, at a certain point. And then when I got 30, I said, you know what, my, my you know, my New Year's resolution was just to learn, you know, not, not try to be the smartest guy in the room. Mm. You know, just find okay. somebody who, who know more than me and just <laughs> be coachable. If they say do this, do it, mm. you know. And ever since I did that, I had a breakthrough. My life has been up, you know. So um, you saying your financial breakthrough came from just shut listening. the fuck up and listening? Yeah, yeah. I just because sometimes we read a book, we read Rich Dad Poor Dad, <laughs> and then the first thing we do, we hop on the internet, act like we we got it all figured out. Exactly. We get we get one dollar off of Bitcoin, and now we Dave Ramsey. You know, yeah. we know everybody. You yeah. know, mm. and so I was one of those guys because I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, Dad Rich Dad Poor Dad at twenty. Mm. So I've always been that. And I say, you know what? I'm sick of that. I don't want to be the smart guy no more. Who's mm. smarter than me? And it's showing. And then I went and got next to them. And I mm. just learned. And I soaked it up. And then from there, I realized mm. everybody who around me was successful was married. You know? So then I said, well. Hmm, maybe I need to get married. My girl been here for five years. She been, you know, holding me down. I said, let me go get married. Mm. And, uh. And it was funny because when I did it. A lot of niggas losing their bitches, man. This shit, man. That shit be fucked up. You lose your girl, bro. Yeah. Why you think they losing them? I don't know. What's that about? Oh, man. You all right? Hell no. I've been locked in. I've been locked in 30 years, man. I ain't going nowhere, man. We locked. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, I just feel like, you know, having the right one, significant other. Yeah, that shit help. That shit take something from you, too, when you. When you got the wrong one? Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, when you when you lose that one. Oh, yeah. That's a whole other. Yeah, man. No, no, no that shit take something from you. Why you think people. I mean, why you think. I mean, why you think people. It don't be working out? That pandemic. Think the pandemic? <laughs> that pandemic fucked up a lot of relationships. It did. It's either made them stronger or fucked them up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you actually got to see who this person was. Mm-hmm. All day, all night. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I gotta be yeah. locked in with you now. I got I see flaws that I never would have saw. Mm. You know what's interesting? I realized that most people get married for the wrong re- wrong reason. And what are those? Um, I feel like, you know, you signing a marriage contract because it's a business decision. You get it? So when whoever you marry, they should be an asset. They should make you better because you guys are coming together combining wealth. Facts. And so it's not just, you know, love is important, mm. but it also have to make sure that this is a good business decision. That way, because love and stuff like that can be fleeting. It could it's temporary. But at the end of the day, you still gotta do business. What you them. think is a bad business decision? Yeah. You know, it depends on your situation. So if you got twenty million dollars and then you marry somebody who, you know, down bad, you know, that might be a Bad decision, mm. and it, it and, and I know it sounds, uh, you know what I'm saying. That really like, that, 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 So listen, listen, no, just just for curiosity, would you rather have the almost equally yoked partner that 
ain't gonna really be loyal to or that's using you, you don't give a fuck about you as a person. Are they equally yoked? What I'm not saying, no, what I'm saying financially. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, financially, financially, you work 20, yo. they work 10, but they on some bullshit. Or would you rather have this yeah. person look, I don't have nothing that I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to shut the fuck up and follow you and help you build your then empire. Then that's a good business decision. That cause they gonna listen. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But if you got somebody who got, <laughs> if they got bad uh, financial decision, then that might hurt you. So I just feel like, you know, they gotta be a business partner and romantic as well. Okay. Fair I think enough. that I think that'll help. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tripping goodness, man. Man, hey, you know, I feel like, yeah, I feel like if I had twenty million dollars, <laughs> you get whoever. Nah, if I had twenty million dollars and I married somebody who didn't have as much money, that means I love her, right? Mm-hmm. Right. For for them. Yeah. You love them for them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> you love them for them. That's the way so, it but, should be. But. Why but I ain't just looking for nobody a, for no motherfucker. But why sign a contract right. for that though? If you love her, just move her into your house, take care of her for the rest of your life, and die. That's real shit. Mm-hmm. Why sign a contract? Why sign a contract? Yeah, mm-hmm. if it ain't cause that bit, that real shit though. Mm-hmm. That real shit. Not yeah. like what he said. Like the end of the day, <laughs> shit, I can just love you then. Yeah, yeah. that's what it is. We just, <laughs> this is love. Why we gotta put this shit on? Yeah, but if it's now we're going Indeed, into business. I like something today. Yeah. So right. I'm already locked in. Yeah, you're locked in. It's, it's different. It's but different. I'm saying, nah, you just gave them for some real game, though. Yeah. yeah. Like, why shit? We married. He's going to ring in everything. Jay don't like it. But I'm not putting no, this no, shit no, on the paper. I don't, I don't really, I'm not really big on titles and shit like that. You. So I, yeah. I'm told, I'm with that. I can give you the big ring, call you my wife, but we ain't got to do no contract. Mm. Mm. Basically. Basically, huh? <laughs> said, why, how that's some bullshit? Why, why, why is that? How is that some bullshit? Why is that? That's that? Why is that? You know what it is? <laughs> because I because I got sisters. It, what it, the marriage? It, do? What what the paper do though? Hold 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 her accountable. Yeah. Yep. Nah, the paper don't do nothing. But goddamn guarantee if you fuck up, she get half of that money. Exactly. Bingo. That's yeah. what I said. Hold you accountable. Shout out PJ Washington. Or if something <laughs> happens, she should be able to take care of you. It's, oh, ta- it's tax benefits. Oh, I put that money in a little name. I don't gotta have the money. I put that money in somebody else's name. It ain't, my kid. Not, it's not even about the money. Like if something was to happen to you and you and got to work, she gotta make a decision. And you weren't coherent. Mm-hmm. Somebody else. The laws of our land. Right. She she can't make decisions if y'all not married. Well, I, niggas understand that part. You got yeah, somebody yeah, that's gonna yeah, somebody that's gonna handle that. But I'm saying you put a big old ass rock on her hand. But see, but see that shit don't really that shit don't matter because some people don't give a fuck about shit like that. Like about what? Big, big rocks, rocks and shit like that. No, what I'm saying, whatever whatever that that we whatever do, whatever yeah, what they say we married. Without signing that paperwork, I'm doing. Basically. Like, I'm doing everything. I'm taking you out. I'm loving you like a wife. She, I'm then, treating you like she, a wife. Then she gonna ask you, why won't you sign the paperwork? For what? What is that about? If that's the case. I'm just saying, nah, I get what he's saying. I already signed the motherfucker. Right. 20 right, years. Right, right. I, signed, no, I, I signed it. I signed I shit 21 mean, years like ago. Three. Yes, yeah. for sure. What I'm saying is, if I would have thought about this, <laughs> oh, I thought about it. If I did nah, it. nah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, what are we doing this for? That's what like, real nigga shit. That's an episode now. Well, yeah, that's a whole episode. Why are we doing that this? Right that yeah, yeah, like, why is a nigga why doing that? Why did I get married? Why did I sign that contract? Yeah. Every time I've signed the contract. You make it sound so technical. Every time I've signed a contract, I receive something. It's technical. It's technical. All that ceremony shit and all that shit. That's what I'm saying. That shit don't be Hey, Stream. Every time we sign a contract, they send a wire. 
Yeah. So when I signed a contract, what? Got a life partner on paper. Your wife, your wife, nigga. I got her. I got her. We ain't going nowhere. Right, right. I'm saying what that paper? Why a motherfucker got to stand up here? The state of Georgia have to tell me I'm married forever if I'm saying this shit forever. I don't get that. No. I'm just being 100. Why take a judge or a preacher to stand here and tell me that I'm married or I'm going to love this woman forever when I'm already signed up for it? That's a big fact. But I want to understand that. See, when you, when you get like, that, who made this shit up? Playing, playing devil's advocate. When you a nigga and you fucking get ready to fucking like do some like fuck shit bullshit that paper makes you think twice mm. not, not really mm. not really nigga don't give a fuck about that paper look at Jeff Bezos and all these don't give a fuck about that paper get at the end of the day I love you enough bitch you gotta have this shit anyway that's just how it go you think Jeff Bezos and all them niggas give a fuck about getting they wife I did love you enough for you to have half of this. Take that. I don't care. Go ahead. Especially if you help yeah. build it. For real. Right. Yeah, if you've been there, that, go ahead. So why, why, why do people feel like, again, this go back to losing your wife or your girl or whatever the case is? You, Come I, on, we'll I, say this for Big Fat Friday. For sure, but I just got to throw this out there. I lost my wife, my girl. I lost everything. They put everything with that. No, they had they, everything. Nah, because that, that bitch was they, doing everything for them. Nah, they mental. When you lost everything, you lost your mental and your heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, with that being said, and we will revisit this, sign the fucking paperwork. For what? Why not? You go sign a record contract. I, I ain't know no better. You Niggas go sign record contracts. <laughs> Niggas go sign record contracts and all other you know what I'm saying bullshit. is, I'm not saying I'm not taking that away from what I got going on, bro. I love my wife unconditionally. Yes. And I and the paperwork don't mean shit to me. I don't even know where it said. I ain't right. seen it no more since I signed. I feel you. What I'm saying is. She got it though. Why the fuck <laughs> does that matter? <laughs> she got it. It's in a safe. <laughs> there you go. That's why it matters. It's, it's, a, it's a contract. That's what it is. Like, you combine it well. But who's who's the motherfucker got to tell me that? It, it, the same so basically, the motherfucker got to solidify me. Because it's the same people that tell you how fast you can drive, how slow you can drive, stop at the red light. It's day. We mm -hmm. get that part. I feel you on that shit. Who the fuck ain't are they? Who the fuck are they? I feel you. Nah, Who the fuck are they? But like, I think, long I as think God knows. Yeah. <laughs> long as me and God say, this me forever. But I think marriages are more for like so for, God signed the paper? for the female validation of for the sure. situation because for sure. females Female have mothers, sisters, family yeah. members, aunties, cousins, daddies, everybody like the nigga ain't put a ring on the chat? Like Y'all ain't married, y'all like all kinds of shit because you gotta look at it like back in the day, like marriage was a common practice of the institution of love and finances. Man, all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> they just making some shit to make a nigga say he don't supposed to have a one bitch, man. At the end of the day, all right, marriage is supposed to make it. We can marry more than one. That's what I'm saying. Nah, man, that's just some shit they throw it on in the game, bro. Niggas supposed to be kings. You're supposed to be kings, man. You know why they stopped that? That's why it ain't enough. Why that's why it's a shortage on niggas. What? You said so. You Listen, because it, because this Friday, man. Say yeah. less. Right. Hold up, what you finna say? Basically, you study history back in the day, all the rich people, so all the Floyd Mayweathers, they could get a hundred thousands of girls. The problem with that is most people was poor. So they would leave countries and go to other countries where they could get women. And so that would make those countries weak because they didn't have no soldiers and stuff like that. So that's why they make it so that one man 
one girl because if you know the richest dude got a hundred girls, you know now these dudes sitting around here like, man, I'm going to DR, you know, and that changed power. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. We appreciate you, bro. Get everybody at the website for you, slap. Hey, uh, www.sportsagentmasterclass.com/slash/opt-in. It'll be in the. It'll be in the link. All right. <laughs> That's what it is. All right. Big Facts Pod. Stone Mouth. Shit. Oh, yeah. Before yeah, we finish, is. I got to shout out my boy Sean, Spiritual Word. Spiritual Word. Salute. Fucking hoodie. Salute. Amazing platform. Shows really us a lot guy. of love. Crazy merch. Nah, big yeah. Facts. Oh, yeah. Love. Call my agent underscore Instagram. Follow me. That's what it is. www.bigfactspod.com. Salute. Salute. You're listening to Big Facts with Big Bank and DJ Scream. Follow Big Facts on social media at Big Facts Pod. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Bang. Hey, man, it's all the way up. Ladies and gentlemen. That merch in. Yes. Yeah, that's right. www.bigfactspod.com. Yeah. With the real ones one time. Y'all come get y'all some of this merch, man. Bigfactspod.com. Let's get it. Get that merch right now. Shop with us. It's all the way up. Big Fat Merch. It's going down. Visit the new website today. www.bigfactspod.com. Visit now. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, already a know. podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangster rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.